Hey, welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. They are America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. It's Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi here late night, almost early morning. The Hawks somehow win after a piss-poor first period. Uh, on the back. No, of two- no, it was all oh. part of the plan. Oh, really? Is you it- must go down by two goals to come back from them. Oh, the plan sucks. <laughs> that was painful and embarrassing, but we'll get to all of it. Hawks win 3 2 in Anaheim. Jared freaking Tenorti yeah. with a pair of goals doubling the Blackhawks went to total. Jared. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, whew. Damn. Is I wish that I had the, a time uh, machine to go on the uh, DraftKings app and, and bet 1.5 goals over on Jared Tenorti. <laughs> That's not even on the board. And then announce my <laughs> resignation because I have enough money to retire. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Jared Tenoris. Yeah, wow. there you go. Um, that's a game the Blackhawks you- shouldn't have won, but they did. But. Uh, we've said yeah. that about eight times already this season. <laughs> S- uh, six. This is the sixth six. time we've said that. Yeah, well, yeah. they should have won one of those games. They deserve the win, I think. The maybe. Sharks game. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you look at the um, last two games the Hawks have played. The game against the Kings, they were terrible and got a point. This game, they were terrible for 20 and average for 40 and got two points. They could take three or four on this road trip. And I think they're regressing hockey wise. And it's, I see some people in the chat here, including uh, no rage, just rage, like frustrated saying it's, they're going to completely screw up the best draft year since McDavid. It's unreal. I know it's frustrating. I know it feels that way, but this cannot sustain. It cannot sustain this way. The way they played the first period was absolutely ridiculous just absolutely comical outshot 19 to five by a team that rarely puts up 30 shots on goal in a game. The ducks had 41 shots on goal in this game. Meanwhile, the ducks average about 40 shots against per game. The Hawks only mustered 22. This is not a winning formula. It's not going to last and hooray. I guess that they got two (laughs) points here, but it's just, it, it's frustrating when they're when they get rewarded for such a piss poor effort. You know, it's one thing if they're ball, like the, earlier in the year, they're playing their asses off and they're playing hard and they're doing all the right things. And it's just a talent thing. The last two games, they have frankly sucked. They were not ready to go in either of those games. And we thought, you know, after the really busy schedule to start the season, that taking a deep breath, regrouping, getting some practices in there, things would tighten up. If anything, they've loosened up. And the fact that they got three out of four points is a freaking hockey miracle. Well, this they, team stinks at five on five. Yeah. 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 And, and we, I feel like we said this on Thursday night, Friday morning, you can't stink at five on five unless you're, unless your power play is absolutely carrying you. And, and that's not necessarily the case with this team and it's not going to be. So if, if they continue to be a bottom third team at five on five this season. Yeah. This, this kind of formula for trying to stay in games and be competitive and, and, you know, we're uh bank on, on puck luck. Um, 
it's not sustainable. And, you know, the Kings game, we talked about it. LA's not great, but good. Um, so they found a way to come away with a, a win at the last second in overtime against this Blackhawks team. The Ducks are terrible. And bad teams find ways to lose games. And sometimes bad teams find a way to win games. And I think this is just one of those kind of anomaly games where, you know, the Blackhawks and the Ducks, neither one of them are, are a good team. And the Ducks, I don't want to say they didn't know how to play with a lead or how to play in a game that you're, that you're dominating, but they haven't done it much this season. And the Blackhawks, <laughs> the Blackhawks have played from behind in games in which they were dominated. So they knew how to respond. It's, it's, it's not, again, it's not a winner's mentality. It's not a winning recipe, but it's what the Blackhawks know right now. Yeah. The ducks so, are like, you know, when you start to go faster than you intended on your bike as a kid, and you're like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going so fast. And then yeah. inevitably you're just going to hit a tree because you don't know how to do it. That was ducks. It was almost like they were surprised by their own success. Uh, yeah. It, it, Guys, the Ducks suck, and they skated circles around the Hawks all night. Most of the game looked like a Ducks power play. Most of the game looked that way, honestly. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it takes a wacky bounce, uh, you know, off the skate of Kulikov to go in and break the tie, but it's just unreal. And we're as the game's going on, I'm looking at my note card like, who's going to be my four star? Like, who has played well in this game? And there's not really any Hawks aside from Soderbloom, and I you gotta say Tenority because he had two goals that like played well. Even Kane and Domi, who had two assists each, they weren't really factors in the game. They just picked up assists. Got, you know, yeah. it's 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 weird. It's a really it's a weird place to be, and it's tough to not like overreact to um, one game or five games or ten games or whatever. But we've been saying this all year, right? Like, oh, they're going to come back to earth. They're going to start losing. Mm. And they are. But it's just, I can see how fans tonight are like, what the hell? They played mm. that bad and won? What is going on here? Yeah, Connor Bedard is going to have a lot of fun playing with Trevor Zegris. That's going to be a fun line. <laughs> Imagine that. Bedard, this is my Zegers, fault. McTavish. This is my fault, uh, Ducks fans. I picked the Ducks to make the playoffs this year, so thanks for making me look like a complete moron that's never watched <laughs> hockey before. Get a goaltender. I mean, John Gibson is broken and bad, and Anthony Stolarz is an AHL guy. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I think they're going to just pack it in and get another great player. They're going to be a really good team in a couple of years, but it's just not this year. There's 68 games left on this schedule. So can we just stop with the, they're screwing up the tank and the rebuild stuff? This is still a pretty bad hockey team. And if and if Jack Edwards, Chuckle Muckle said in the comments something about Jack Edwards saying they may be like top 10, not top five. If Jack Edwards says the Hawks are good, then the Hawks are going to be freaking terrible from here on out. Jack Edwards is a is terrible. He's he's awful. <laughs> um so relax. Pump the brakes. On on the sixty eight uh, win, you know the 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 rebuild is is done. It's over. You know it's screwed. The tank is it's no. not working. If you watch this game, you should know they play like this against the Carolina Hurricanes on Monday. They're losing nineteen to one. Ah, Tavo's um, out though. 
All right, eighteen to one. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got to take that one. That one goal against this former team that's guaranteed off the board. Yeah. So a lot of hockey to go. This team is bad at five on five. Bad. Yeah, they scored three five on five goals tonight, but they came from their defensemen. Two from Jared Tenorti, and then Philip Roos. Congratulations, Philip Roos, getting back in the lineup and scoring his first NHL goal. First Good for goal. him. Yeah. Um. So you know. It's it's a long way to go. We haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet. American this, Thanksgiving. Yes, this is a bad a bad uh, a bad hockey team that's just getting some getting some luck here. I mean, they had no business winning this game. They had no business getting the point Thursday night, but they did. That happens through stretches. There were some games you could have argued they played well enough to win earlier in the season that didn't. So you know they kind of even out. Um, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's I get I get the frustration. You you, you when when you hear tank and uh, you, you get excited about this draft and you still should be excited about this draft, and you get frustrated when you're like, why do they keep winning? It's okay, it'll be okay. Well, yeah, it's yeah. still a lottery. Like let's let's just stop worrying about that for a little while and just marvel at how bad this team is at five on five. Yeah, I think part of it too is you spend all summer. You know, you recover from the Debrinka trade and the Doc trades. You start to like, okay, you know, we're on five days a week all summer talking to you guys like, hey, like, okay, this is the time to do this. It's probably overdue. It's going to suck, but the plan is sound. So everyone kind of like steals themselves for, okay, I'm, as our buddy Cody says, I'm ready to be heard again, right? Like everyone's ready for 82 games so for the Hawks to look like ass and lose. And the, mm-hmm. and the thought is, at the end of the road, there's going to be a magical reward, be it Connor Bedard, be it Adam Fantilli, be it Mitchkov, be it whoever, right? There's going to be somebody that's going to, you know, jumpstart this rebuild and and kick it off in, in fine fashion. And now we're looking at this like, oh, my God, they might be picking in the middle of the draft. Just trust your eyes. This team is bad. They're bad. And they're going to get worse. You're going to have guys getting hurt, right? Like Jack Johnson left for a while today, came back out. Good to see him come back out. But veterans are going to get hurt. Guys are going to get traded. It's not all going to necessarily happen at the deadline, right? That's They're not just going to wait until March 3rd to trade everybody. If something comes up and if a team has an injury, the Hawks can take advantage of that and pick up some assets to move a guy. So it's not, it's just, but again, just try, even as they are now, even at almost full strength, Seth Jones is out, but they're close to full strength. It's going to be bad. They lost Jack Johnson, so I don't know. No, he came back. He came back out for the third, yeah. And the other thing is, remember, when Alex Stalock comes back, the goaltending situation gets worse. Because I've said it before, and I'm saying again, it's going to be in my Hawks hits tonight. Soderblom is her best goalie. I don't – if I've got – if there's one game to play to secure the rights to counter Bedard, I'm tapping Soderblom, and I – Got you know, bet what? If you were sitting at a bar with Luke Richardson, he'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he he is clearly uh, the putting out the best results um, of of the three in the most um, sustainable is the keyword on this show in the most sustainable way. Uh, Alex Stalock has been playing, uh, putting up numbers, making saves, but the way he plays is not sustainable. So I, I, I feel the most confident right now 
um, with 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 Soderblom in in the net for the Blackhawks, and the plan is for him to play as much as he can in Rockford. So when when Mrazek and Stalock are both healthy, they're going to be here, and they're not going to carry three goalies. Soderblom will go back to the AHL, which is great news for the Ice Hogs, and probably tough news for him because I mean he's playing well enough to stick in the NHL, and when any player is doing that. They want to stick in the NHL as long as they can. So, um, but that's just the plan. And and I think for a, a team that is starting to stray away from plans, um, stick with the plan with Arvid Soderblom. Yeah, uh, Shep is in a chat saying that you know there's more bad teams in the NHL than we thought, and uh, he said his point is you don't have to be good to win because so many teams are bad. It, it is still very early. And some of the teams that have bad records are better than their plan. Like St. Louis is not that bad. Maybe they make a coaching change. They won, they won again tonight, two yeah, in a row. They're going to have they a bounce. Ve- back. They beat Vegas in Vegas. Yeah, they're going to be. Fu- they're they're going to bump it, ahead. Yeah. Minnesota's going to bump won. ahead. There's a lot the of flames. Teams are, yeah, a lot of teams that have been behind the Hawks are are putting it together. Too. Even the Blue Jackets got another point. They've got three points in their last two games. Uh, the Blues have won two in a row. The Flames are going to get it together. You know they're not going to be behind the Hawks. It, it's it's going it's the same teams we thought. Let it, let it run. It's yeah. It's going to be the Ducks, run. the Sharks, the Coyotes, and Hawks are going to be the, the bottom Coyotes. Four. The Coyote fans are probably having the same discussions we are about. Oh my God, is this team too good? Because the Coyotes have been pretty good. Like yeah. they've been a lot better than anybody thought. They've got some young kids that are are. Uh, producing and helping them win games. I do believe one of us on this panel said that's a possibility. So watch out. I don't remember which one of it was, but uh, (laughs) like they've got, they're not as bad as we thought they were, but they're probably still going to be at the bottom of the heap too. Like, so there's a lot, there's a lot of teams that are still figuring things out, going through injuries, things like that. So much hockey left to play. Mm -hmm. So much hockey left to play. Yeah. I, I, I don't, think there is any need to worry about standings right now like let's let's get fat on turkey and then look at the standings and see hey are 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 we now too far ahead to really think oh this is this is going to come back crashing down in a way that's going to get them back into the bottom three um if that's the case like if we're if if we're getting into december and the blackhawks are not in the bottom 10 um then yeah you may you may have to feel a little worried um and you can probably expect at that point maybe kyle davidson starts making some significant phone calls because he's not gonna i know people are like oh arvid Soderblom trade him jared tenorti trade him it's like okay like yeah haha it's funny like we're all making our jokes about it but you know you have to start looking at it uh there's gonna be some moves made and i don't think uh kyle davidson needs to wait until late January, February trade deadline to make those moves. I mean, he might start as early as later this month um, or early in December. And, and yeah, sorry. And, and yeah, and, and I just think, you know, it, it may be dictated by um, where they are in the standings it may also just be dictated by where their trajectory is. Like if they keep coming back and winning games, um, you know, I know we, I know we've talked about like, what if they're in a playoff spot? Like, Kyle Davidson might start making moves to make sure that he doesn't even have to worry about what if they're in a playoff spot. He might start tanking this tanking this team from a roster standpoint earlier than expected. Here's here's the thing with that. 
unless we're talking about Kane, Taves, Domi, Athanasiu, Murphy, McCabe, right? If you start like shipping out, <laughs> well, well, that's like half of them. Well, but I know, yeah. but I mean, but if you start shipping out like bottom feeder type guys, like for whatever, the guys that are going to come up are almost better. Like, if you start trading forwards, you're going to have to bring up Reichel. You're going to have to bring up uh, not Slavin. necessarily. I was so, not necessarily. I, I don't know how you can keep him down though. Like, there, at some point, well, well, it depends on it depends on on who he would be replacing. Yeah. Like if you like if you trade. Um, I guess if you're if you're trading a guy who's playing in the top six, yeah, you would bring him up. But if you're if you're making a, a minor trade in the bottom six rotation, um, yeah. if you, if you trade Jason Dickinson, but the, you but trade it, Jason Dickinson, you're going to bring up Josiah Slavin as opposed to Lucas Reichel. Sure, right. but at the same time, trading Jason Dickinson isn't going to restart the tank, right? Like that's the thing. Like you can't. Sell-offs that are going to matter and make a difference and like truly and truly tank this thing are the guys I mentioned, right? Yeah. Like those are those are the guys where okay they got rid of you know let's just say Connor Murphy just throwing a name out there because some contender needs a defenseman, right? That is something that will seriously impact the season. That's gonna that's gonna hurt, right? That's mm-hmm. definitely gonna make an impact. But I don't know. I it's it's tough and. Look, maybe he's trying to piss off the guys that are here, Taves and Kane. So they say, you're going to trade Connor Murphy after this unexpectedly great start we had? Screw you. I'm leaving. Like, And he's like, no, please don't go. <laughs> yeah, it could, you know? it could end up being that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like, let's not wring our hands over every single victory that they have here in October, November. So many things can play out. Hockey is such a, a, a weird sport where you can win a road game. You get seriously outplayed in because Jared freaking Tenorti scores two goals. So anything literally can happen on a nightly basis. So I don't think we need to wring our hands after every win. Let's just let it play out. Enjoy yeah. the fact that we have a team that actually has some competent coaching for, for a while. It's been a long time since we had that. That makes me happy going forward. You know, this team got completely blown, their doors blown off of them in the first period, and yet they came back in the second period and, and played a lot better. And, you know, they they killed off that that double uh, double minor penalty to, to that was first given to Entwistle, then correctly given to Kachuk. Um, so, you know, Hey, and you know what else is fun to watch? As Paul says, they're fun to watch. A red-ass Jonathan Taves is fun <laughs> to watch. Yes. Man, like that was that was fun when he got involved in that squirmers. You know, Frank uh, Frank Vitrano had been a pain in the ass all night long, and they had enough of it. You know, and then for whatever reason, Ryan Strom, second best Strom, decides he wants to like be cute. <laughs> and Taves was like, you know what? I carried your dead ass brother for three years. I'll beat your ass right here. <laughs> uh, Chuckle Mucko brings up a good point. He says the Hawk situation goes back to my, my posit is a top five pick better than multiple late first round picks. That's the thing. And like the Hawks could have as many as four first round picks this year. When it maybe you five, could, when you think maybe, about it, maybe and you can package it. Yeah, but you know what? It, it we don't know the answer to that question until those picks are made and they're they come to the we can't answer that question for four or five years. Yeah, right. Because you can have all the picks you want, but if you pick a bunch of busts, they're worthless. Yeah. If you have right. one pick and you pick the best guy in the draft with that one pick, then it doesn't like. So right. It, it's 
half of you know half a dozen of one six of the other. If you if you take if you take one player in the top five, that changes your organization. Or you take three guys between fifteen and twenty five, and they're decent. Like you take the you take the one you take the one organizational changer, and yeah, I mean it's. I know we're saying like, oh, it's early, it's early, it's early. And at some point, it's not going to be early. At some point, it's going to be in the middle of the season. And 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 if they look like like Luke Richardson is a breath of fresh air as a coach. Um, he is so far in his first full tenure as a head coach um, lived up to his billing. He's gotten these the, these players to play uh, a simplified system. Um, to listen to him, take him seriously, and and implement the things that that he wants them to do. Um, and as <laughs> as simple of a game as he plays, he's not he's not trying to revolutionize anything. He's just putting the players he has, the cards he's been dealt. He's been doing the most with them. And look, like we we know that the goal should be has been get into the lottery, get into the top three, get the best odds at Connor Bedard while also establishing a culture. And right now with the results that they're getting, they're getting further away from having the best odds at Connor Bedard. Um, but they are establishing the culture. And would I ha- would I rather have a team that has no identity and is just getting shit canned and losing and Connor Bedard comes into a team that really doesn't have a direction. I don't know how good that would be, but would I rather have maybe the number five pick and a team that knows how to compete, that knows the system that they're playing and knows like has, has a, a team culture and a locker room culture of like, Hey, when you come to the Chicago, when you are a Blackhawk, this is how we play. This is how we work. And, 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 and to have that, uh, identity established i don't know i would agree with you if it wasn't bedard uh because bedard is bring him into a train wreck i don't care that i want that kid on the team the other thing too is uh and no roids just rage brings it up here in the chat like so many guys on this team don't matter to the future of this i mean we we went through in the offseason like who's gonna be here when they're good again kurashev Maybe, maybe Murphy if they hang on to him. Yeah, Soderbloom maybe, but the rest of the roster is just dudes. They're just they're just space fillers. And yeah, like you know, you create a you create an identity throughout the league, and people say, oh, you know, you go in Chicago and you know you're in for a tough game, regardless of their talent level, and they're going to be well coached and they're going to hang around, right? They're going to be they're going to be pesky or. Uh, what was used? Uh, spunky was that the word Jack Edwards used? Spunky. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's true. But when they're not here, when those guys aren't here, you you have to recreate the same culture with a new crop of players. Um, and cultures are going to change too because if you've got a bunch of elite scorers, they're not going to be this grindy, you know, uh, defensive focused. Like Luke's going to have to, re- and that, that doesn't change the culture. But it changes the feel of the team a little bit. So, sure, it's tough. The, I, I I want them the, to have the best chance at the best pick they can possibly get. Um, right. But of course, it's not guaranteed. And you know, well, I, I mean, I think 
I don't think we're looking at a hundred. I don't think we're talking about like a ninety-five percent roster turnover from this year to next year, and then another ninety-five percent from that year from twenty twenty-four to twenty twenty-five. Like, there's going to be carryover, and and we might see a player or two that plays this season and becomes an established player. Like Sam Lafferty may end up being here for another three, four years. Um, You know, Kurashev, Entwistle. you know, guys, guys like that, like, yeah, they're not the superstars. They're not the guys that are going to get eight-year deals, but they might be here for a, a handful of years where carryover matters. And then the next crop comes through. Those guys have been here for a few years. They're they're the established, you know, veterans in the in the locker room, and they can um, translate the message, uh, tra- translate the culture being built under sure. Luke Richardson. I think that I think that 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 can go. Uh, a, a long way. You don't need to have a locker room like we had, like they had in the early 2010s, where you had eight, nine, ten guys that you were, that were there for five, six years and establish a Stanley Cup culture. Like you don't need to have that, but you can have something where there is carryover. That when the next wave comes through, what we're talking about in in two, three, four years, when you know a guy like Kevin Korchinski becomes like an NHL regular. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, that, that kind of carryover can matter. Do I want Connor Bedard to be a part of that? Of course. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I take that option. Um, but if he can't, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think, I think still having, uh, a like, I think about it this way. There's like in video games, there's your main objective and then there's your side quests. And, sometimes if the main objective doesn't pan out, you check all those side quests, you might still get an achievement for it. Right. So I don't know. I I, I don't want to say that they're winning too much early on in the season, that they're not going to be in a position to get Connor Bedard. But if this does somehow sustain and their odds at Connor Bedard are the worst that they could be at least establish some culture, at least have a locker room that believes in the organization believes in the coaching staff and have that translate year over year so that when the team is, has the pieces that they need to be competitive, they're not just doing it and now figuring out the identity of the team. I think think that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I think, I, I think identity and culture are two different things. Identity. This team has the identity of being like a grindy, try hard, you know, hard to play against team. Yeah. But the culture is to put in the effort and work hard every day. And, you know, so when the, t- when the roster adjusts and you become more talented, you have more skill out there, your, your identity may change, but that culture stays the same because mm-hmm. uh, the identity is going to change from year to year. The, the, the identity of this team is probably going to be completely different when we get to March as it is now, uh, but the culture can remain the same. And that's why, having so much emphasis on Rockford is huge because they're learning that culture while playing a different identity kind of hockey down there. So when they get here, the culture stays the same and the identity. So we're going to have all the buzzwords tonight. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. But I no, think, no, no. I think people can like, you know, differentiate the identity to me, identity and culture are two different things. Yeah. Uh, and they, and the, the culture can stay the same during the entire Kyle Davidson, Luke Richard Richardson era, but the identity can change from game to game, season to season, month to month, whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's what everybody made fun of when Theo Epstein joined the Cubs and talked about the Cubs way, right? Where there is an organizational plan 
from A to the major leagues, right? And everyone is instructed the same way at every level. So when they get to the big club, they know what's expected, right? And that's, that is a culture, right? That's and baseball and hockey are two totally different things. I know that, but you're trying to just have the, the thought process be the same from Rockford and Indy, you know, in some examples. And we talked to Ryder Ralston yesterday after our trip to Notre Dame, and I don't want to spoil it. It's going to be in my Hawks uh, beat thing that comes out Tuesday morning. Ryder Ralston had some incredible comments about the Blackhawks' commitment to their prospects and to the players they're developing. Ryder Ralston, when you look at the at the uh, you know the depth chart of Hawks prospects, is middle to lower middle, and he was talking about getting calls from Mark Eaton and Kendall Coyne and and Eric Condra often, checking in on him, sending him tape, keeping their eye like. This organization is setting a culture with this new regime. And um, the prospects feel it. Remember, Ralston was a Colorado Avalanche draft pick. And he said to us, "Like it is so much better here than it was in Colorado when it comes to development. So just something to keep in mind as we talk about the development of culture and all those sort of things. We are way behind on some stuff. Yes. Uh, I want to acknowledge Bertsky who's uh, joining us tonight from Thailand. Thank you, Bertsky, for checking in with us. Thanks for the super chat. And Brandon Sikora, he says, is it Jared or Jesus Tenorti? Well, we're going <laughs> to recap the scoring right now and let you know about it. Then we're going to give it's, our... It's officially Sunday. We need to lighten up on the blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus <laughs> exactly. Tenorti. Um, by the way, hockey fans, if you if you missed it, uh, check out the Boreas Salming uh, little ceremony the Leafs did tonight. Uh, that is that was quite a thing to behold. It was very very touching. Salming they doing do. with uh, ALS had him out on the ice. He, do, he can't even speak anymore. Yeah, did they do two um, honorees honorary uh, things for him? There was. I thought one, I, I, thought I like saw a, one last night too. So there was like a legends night the other night. For it was the Hall of Fame. It was oh. the Hall of Fame game last night. So they yeah. had all the okay. Hall of Famers last night. Yeah. So this okay. was specific gotcha. to Selming, and it was just yeah. incredible. So make sure you check that out. All right, let's yeah. let's recap the scoring here. Uh, didn't take long. Nineteen seconds into the game, uh, Troy Terry wins a board battle against multiple Hawks. I think Jake McCabe was the the first. Uh, was the last guy to lose? Uh, gets the puck to Trevor Zegers behind the net. Terry gets back in front and scores his sixth of the year, and Zegers gets his uh, sixth assist of the game. I made a note here about six and a half minutes into the game. Uh, shots are ten to one, including a hit post from the Ducks. Six and a half minutes into the game. The first shot from the Hawks came from the neutral zone, about a 150-foot shot that just happened to roll in and hit the goalie, so it counts as a um, as a shot. I'm driving the paper. Yep, and uh, the Ducks have gone uh, 14 games without a regulation win, so I was just getting very, very frustrated as this period was going on. 11-13 into the first, uh, two nothing Anaheim. Adam Henrique scores on a two on one. Uh, Trevor Zegers interferes with Connor Murphy. The referees missed it. It was blatant. It caused a two-on-one. Wasn't called. Tough shit. Henry gets his fifth. Tr- Troy Terry, his 13th assist. Uh, and Benoit picks up the other one for the Ducks. Now it's 18 shots for Anaheim. That's the most the Hawks have given up in the period. And there's still six minutes to play in the period. So the Hawks had already given up the most they surrendered all season with six minutes to go in the period. Uh, thirteen fifty-five. Jared Tenorti gets his first, or Jesus Tenorti gets his first goal of the game. Nice pass by Max Domi. Tenorti gets the net, pulls to the backhand. 
tucks it back. It was like, I had to do like the cartoon, like eye rub. Like, did I just see what I just saw? That was something. That was a hell of a move. <laughs> it every was, now it was and a then. pretty one. Yeah. Every now and then, like a, a, a professional can pull something off. Yeah. Domi gets his fifth assist. Kane picks up his ninth of the year. Uh, end of the period, uh, Pavel Regenda hooks Connor Murphy. So the Hawks start the second with a, a minute 50 of power play time. Um, they do not score on the power play when the second begins, but a couple minutes later, 404 in, in fact, uh, Philip Roos scores his first goal of the season. He shoots, picks up his own rebound and scores. Patrick Kane gets the, the assist there, his 10th of the season. The third period, not a whole lot going on until <laughs> all hell breaks loose. There's a, a, a two-on-one chance that Arvid Soderbloom goes post-to-post and saves. There's a post-whistle uh, scrum with Taves and Radish and uh, and uh, Strom, and everybody's mixing it up. Then moments later, Jared Tenorti takes a point shot. It hits uh, Dmitry Kulikov in the foot, goes in the back of the net, and the Hawks win the damn game 3-2 to two somehow. It a- <laughs> it actually was deflected crazy. twice. Yeah. The, on on the replay um, on the broadcast, it was, <laughs> it was it was great, and it wasn't uh, even a great shot to begin. No, with. it was it was, it was so on edge. it was a horrible shot. And yeah. <laughs> on the on the broadcast, uh, Troy Murray, you know, jokingly goes, "Yeah, Tenorti just hammers this puck, <laughs> and it comes off his it comes off his stick, and it's going end over end." And it like it hits it hits a duck stick and then it starts spinning like sideways and then it hits Kulikov and goes in. Just how he drew it up. Yeah, that's that's a play. Luke Richardson loves his video. That's a goal he needs to show all season long when guys like Max Domi and others who are guilty of it start deferring shots and passing and looking for the perfect pass. He just needs the perfect highlight real goal. Just put that video up and go, see, this is what happens when you just try and shoot the puck on that. Sometimes crazy things happen and they go in. Jared Tenorti had a much better chance of scoring a goal by doing that than you do of dropping the puck back 10 feet when you're three feet from the net. Yep. Right. Uh, Philip joining us in the chat here says Jared Tenorti for Norris, actually Eric Carlson, who exactly right. Jared Tenorti. I think his, his Norris chances went up like 500% after this. Well, well. yeah, they were (laughs) negative something before the game from, from from zero to (laughs) greatest waiver claim in Blackhawks history. That's exactly right. At least least this year. That's exactly right. Um, all right, let's get yeah. let's get to our uh, let's get to our king of the game here, shall we? Do we have our sound effect? Burr, 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 burr. Do I have to do it myself? I'm happy to do it myself. Well, we do not, unfortunately. Oh man! All right, well, uh, the uh, king of the game is going to go to who else but Jared Tenorti? Two goals king on Jared. two shots. You call that, my friends? That's 100 percent shooting percentage. He also had a block is, shot. He had a BS tonight. Yes, and well. Him scoring two goals is kind of BS, but we'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 22.02 of ice time for Tenorti. Uh, He is the obvious DraftKings king of the game. And hockey fans, it is finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet five bucks on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Tonight, the Hawks were down two to one. They somehow were like still in the game. They didn't deserve to be. So I put a $5 bet down for the Hawks to win this game on the money line. And guess what? I won some money. 
I told you you were smart. Yeah, 10 bucks for me. Look at me. I'm smart. If that wasn't enough, you can turn smaller bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Mario, I'm going to give you the floor here in a second. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official, <laughs> official, and official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Mario, I'm going to let you take a victory lap here and let people know. Or no, it was Greg who hit the part who hit the parlay. Yeah, yeah, Greg. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Greg. I was. I had the good night. I was going to say my my bets didn't hit tonight, Jay. My my Wi-Fi was disastrous today. Yeah. All right, Greg. Let's go. Take. Or do I do I need to give do I need to give it the Chicago treatment? The DraftKing. DraftKing. um, (laughs) The DraftKing Sportsbooks. Um, No, I did a a three leg parlay. Uh, Nick Suzuki over half a point, Patrick Kane over a point and a half, Kale McCarr over a point and a half. All three of those guys had two points tonight. So that was, uh, I quickly turned $5 into $43 with that nice. bet. So Beautiful. good for me. Lunch is on yes, next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had, if I remember to get my card on Monday where I left it, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> hey, if you're wondering why I've got my Winter Bears hat on, it's because I'm practicing for uh, tomorrow morning. We're because it's gonna be a little cold, but we're gonna be on the corner of Roosevelt, Michigan, for our official Chicago versus Detroit tailgates party. So if you haven't got your tickets for that yet, come on, go to allchgo.com and uh, join us. We're gonna have food, drinks. Goose Island is mm. supplying the mm-hmm. uh, blankets in a bottle or can, however <laughs> you want to decide it. They'll keep you warm. So join us starting at eight thirty tomorrow. And if you if you come out to the tailgate and you're hanging out, and it's like eleven o'clock, and you're like, man, I really wish I was going to the game today. I want to see Justin Fields run all over the, over the Detroit professional football team. Well. Get on your phone and go to Game Time. They are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. And you're going to get yourself the best deal on the secondary market for, for Bears tickets if you want to go see that game tomorrow. Join us for the tailgate. Click on the link in our podcast descriptions for Game Time, and they're going to take you to the best deals. And that's the way to do it when you use Game Time. Don't buy the ticket three weeks ahead of time. Buy the ticket as you park in the stadium. Like the longer you wait, the better deal you get. Last minute price drops, all part of game time. You won't find a better deal this season on any tickets. If you're looking for Blackhawks tickets, got to use game time. Drive down to, to the United Center, and as you get out of the parking lot, Click on that podcast link description, buy your tickets. You're going to get some super dear tickets for under 20 bucks for Monday's game uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's because Tavo is not playing. The, the price yeah. plummeted, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> You're going to get a, the best deal in town on that Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening Marion Hosa game next week on the 20th. Tickets are under 100 bucks. They were way up. They are dropping. Special note, if you do have tickets for that, it's a 6 o'clock puck drop. The the, uh, ceremony for Marion Hosa is going to start at 4.30. So they're not going to do one of these things where they have their pregame skate and then everybody sits for an hour. They're going to do the ceremony, then then go on as normal business. So get there early if you have those tickets. 4.30, that ceremony starts. Gates open at 3.30. Yep. Now, 
I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, mm. I am not. I don't I know, love that. I I, 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 don't, I don't mind it because I because uh, I hate when like they come out for warmups and then they sit in the in the locker room for forty five minutes. Get it over with and then proceed with your business. Well, like they, it's a Sunday. They've the, got to do a good job of letting people know because there's going to be people that are going to show up expecting a ceremony like before the game and are going to be like, wait, yeah. I, I paid a premium price for this ticket knowing it was this game and I was not told because they know people are not watching yeah. every game this year. They've got to find a way to get that. Well, the, get that the thing is this year, now that pretty much you can only buy tickets electronically and then there's an email attached to it, I'm sure they're going to be bombing emails i'm sure that yeah. it's gonna be all over yeah. the app they're gonna put it all over the place so yeah. unless Hope, you hopefully yeah you would think it would be all like there's there's ways now to get it out it's gonna be all over their twitter it's gonna be all over their instagram it's gonna be if you bought a ticket using your email address they're gonna bombard your you know email but we'll keep reminding you like i i think yeah. in this day and age if you don't know it's kind of on you yeah 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 i mean if i i i think as much as we can do, well, just anytime we talk about the game, just say, "Hey, get get there as early as possible." Doors open three thirty. Yeah, get, it's a and, Sunday. There's no reason you can't get there. By try and get there at three thirty one, like just to yep. be safe. I said on Twitter, "I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep over that night." I probably <laughs> will. I'm just gonna sleep in the parking lot and uh, make sure I'm not late. Yeah, good thinking. Um, unrelated programming note. Um, very special show coming up Friday. We're going to be at a special time of 11 a.m. You're not going to want to miss that show. Um, more details to follow, but uh, set a reminder. Friday, 11 a.m., you are not going to want to miss the CHGO Blackhawks show. Also, that classic 11 a.m. start time. The 22nd of November, that's a week from Tuesday, we're going to talk to Bernie Nichols at hey. 2 p.m. Uh, so that show is going to be a half hour early to accommodate Bernie. He wrote a book. Um, so we're going to talk to Bernie Nichols. So Friday at 11, mark your calendars. Very special show that we cannot quite share quite yet, but you're smart. Uh, <laughs> and then Tuesday, the 22nd, 2 p.m., we're going to talk to Bernie Nichols. So uh, big number 92. And I'm also trying to get Liam McHugh to come on the show this week because uh, mm. they play the Blues on Wednesday on TNT. So hoping to get Liam on the show on Tuesday, but nothing uh, confirmed there yet. Yeah, then we can butter him up to get maybe one of his pals that sits to the left of him every night at that would TNT. Be nice. Get Wayne, yeah. Wayne Wetsky. Wayne Wetsky. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to the Hosa uh, retirement. I, I'm curious now to see what they're gonna do. Like, if it's starting at four thirty. They've got something special. I mean, obviously, but I think it's going to be a little different from what we're used to. I wonder what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you do something an hour and a half before the game's supposed to start if it's only going to take fifteen minutes. Yeah, like it's going to, it's going to be a whole production. There's going to be it, it's going to be like Mary and Jose. This is your life. And <laughs> yeah. they bring out people. I think yeah. it's going to be. A, or maybe they'll do a roast. You know, a Dean Martin roast. <laughs> Mary and Jose. How can you roast Jose? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like. Remember when you're uh, like a hockey robot that's like perfect in every way? <laughs> yeah, take that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think bring it... out his first grade teacher, <laughs> his first hockey coach, and teammates from every team. I think yeah. the, the Blackhawks they could take a lot of heat for a lot of things, but um, doing these types of things, they they don't 
drop the ball very often. They usually do it really well. Um, and based on what they've done already this year with some of their special events, you know, they knocked American Her- Amer- uh, Native American Heritage Night out of the ballpark. Hockey Fights Cancer Night was, yep. was a tremendous night. They're going to – this is their night. This is their mm-hmm. Stanley Cup night. This is a night everybody wants to be there. And, and Paul says, I hope they televise it. There's, I'm yeah. sure it is oh, yeah. without a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt. That might be probably the 430 time to make sure – TV and that, all that. Yeah, stuff. that might be a, a window for like NBC Sports Chicago. Right. So you to know, be able to go go live. Yeah, it will be on TV. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. At the very least, if they can't get it on TV, which I'm sure they will, I it will be on. They will stream it live stream. on the, on the app on the website. It will be. You'll mm-hmm. be able to watch it. Um, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to what they pull off. I know they've they're excited about it, and um, based on some of the things they've done already this season. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be goosebumps all night. Yeah. No Royce just rates says bring on Eddie O and Pat Foley. That would be fun. How about Eddie O, but Pat Foley. I'd, I'd be, I'd Foley's be surprised there. if Pat Foley, I, I bet you he'll be the PA guy. Yeah. For it. That'd be great. We um, should, we should make a, uh, we should make a host a night bingo card and to see like, <laughs> you know, Eddie O, Pat Foley, Thomas Kopetsky. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, Who's going to be there? Who's going to talk? Well, there'll like there'll be a of ton stuff. of, there'll be a ton of video messages in between puck drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Sam says they're going to bring out Rafi Torres for a beating. I am for it. Maybe uh, they'll Rafi, do uh, Rafi, Rafi, Rafi Torres, Torres live pinata. Pinata. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Public flogging of Rafi Torres, right? At center. You could raffle off like sticks to hit take, him with. Take some swings. Maybe they'll do <laughs> the, charity, uh, for good cause. Maybe they'll do the, what uh, Darren McCarty and uh, Claude Lemieux did. And kind of like spark up a friendship and and start to uh, no. talk and work it out. No, I don't think so. No, Screw no. that guy. He doesn't. Deserve that makes that would that would mean Rafi Torres would actually have to learn how to speak uh, a language other than just grunts and moans uh, in order for him to communicate with another human being. Just like write in rock and hieroglyphics yeah. to communicate. No, he, yeah. Yeah, well, screw that guy. Uh, for the record, yeah. all right, we've got some I'm more all stuff for, to do. I'm all for the public flogging of Rafi Torres. That would be the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, let's get to our four star of the game. Uh, our number three star today was Max Domi. Two assists, two shots on goal. Uh, he won ten out of nineteen faceoffs. Number two for the Ducks was Troy Terry, a goal and an assist. Uh, he had uh, two more. Sh- uh, I'm sorry, two shots and six shot attempts. And Jared Tenorti, two goals, two shot attempts, five hits. He's your number one star of the game. He was also our king of the game, so the four star of the game. You know what? I'm going to give it to Caleb Jones. Didn't do anything overly spectacular, um, but I think he had a nice bounce back from a game of his that was absolutely terrible. His last Mm -hmm. game against L.A. was as much of a disaster as you're going to see from a guy uh, it was really bad. He had a really bad game, and I was kind of surprised to see him in the lineup because you knew they were going to get uh, Philip Roos into the lineup uh, for the father's trip. So mm-hmm. you knew that was coming, but I thought for sure that Jones would be the scratch. He was not. He played 16:55, had a shot on goal, uh, two missed shots, a hit, three giveaways, but he took away a puck, which he was not credited for. In the third period, there was a cross-ice pass True to Trevor Zegers that he denied and prevented a really glorious scoring chance for the Ducks. So nothing spectacular on the score sheet, but a nice bounce back for Caleb Jones in this one, I thought. 
Yeah. Uh, one funny moment, though, uh, just kind of par for the course, the way the season's going. You put in our little uh, pregame chat room. I'm taking Caleb Jones as my four star. And then three seconds later, he was offsides on a play. <laughs> yeah, it you know. It's like, ah, oh, there's a Waski curse again. That's um, it. Yeah, but no, nice bounce back. I, uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Kane. Just He had two assists. He helped me win those 43 bucks. Uh, led the team with four shots on goal. Um, you know, and uh, ha, uh, let's see here. Is that a takeaway or no, a giveaway? So he had a giveaway. But the two assists, he owns the Ducks. Uh, he now has 51 points in 48 career games. He just loves putting points up against the Ducks. That's why I had no problem going the plus point and a half. Uh, on the DraftKings, so uh, you know, and, and you hear it, you see it in our chats here. I get it on Twitter all the time. Patrick Kane looks like he doesn't care. He's not giving the effort. Well, he's still a point per game player this year. He's got 14 points in 14 games. So it's how he's um, always played. It's, he's always he's been always lackadaisical been yep. and laid back. And sure, when he's not scoring goals, all of a sudden he doesn't care. But he's still picking up assists, and the goals will come. Like it, it's just his style. And you know what? The, the line looked a little better tonight with Kurashev up there and instead of Anthony CU. So that maybe that changed it a little bit. They, they had the two, uh, you know, the two five on five goals with the defenseman with um, Roos and Tenorti. So, you know, a little something to work off of there, but Patrick Kane, he, he owns the ducks and he helped me win my bet tonight. So he's my four star. I believe the Blackhawks have won 11 in a row now against the ducks. That sounds right. I think they were saying they were saying something on the broadcast that they had they either had nine or ten in a row, uh, regular season wins against. I had it in my pregame thread. Stand by, I will get us the exact (laughs) uh, the exact thing here. They have um, since they're eighth in a row, eighth and over the Ducks, eighth in a row. I think it's eleven straight with a point. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I mean. Still pretty good. Talking about owning the Ducks. Uh, Blackhawks have done that recently. Uh, my fourth star is uh, the, the the guy that kept the Blackhawks in this game and really outside of Jared Tenorti, probably the only reason that they won. Uh, and that is the man between the pipes, Arvid Soderblom. Um, look, I mean, we, we said it earlier in the in the show. He is playing as the best goaltender right now that the team has. Um, 34 seven saves 36 37 saves tonight like he was uh you know he he against the ducks team that is not good and gives up a ton of shots you would have thought the shots would have been flip-flop tonight but it was it was the blackhawks that were getting uh shelled uh, tonight and 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 soderbloom was able to respond and and he's played really well um every time i see him play i am more and more encouraged for at least the future of the team in net. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's turned out to be, he's got good potential. He's got good potential at the NHL. He's still a young guy. He's still kind of figuring things out um, at the NHL level. But from what I've seen in, in, in the AHL from him, what I've seen in the NHL, things look good. And tonight was another, uh, you know, another, another feather in his cap of, you know, given given some good feelings about his future at the uh, NHL level. So fourth star tonight, Arvid Soderblom. And if Soderblom it keeps excelling and keeps playing well, and you still believe Drew Camezzo is the number one goalie prospect in in the uh, system, 
that makes you that allows you to be even more patient with Camezo and let him develop even more if Soderblom can yeah. consistently do this at the NHL level. And he's been great. I for one can't wait to get him back in Rockford though. Yeah, that would be good for the ice. <laughs> and that's not that's not a slam on him, but stick to the plan. Let's get Alex Stalock healthy and get Arvid back in Rockford. Yeah, I saw the loss tonight. By the way, they lost yeah, three to uh, two. You've got Marazic for next year too. By the way, technically, right. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, also, Isog's uh, note tonight: uh, Lucas Reichel picked up his 69th career AHL nice. point. Nice job, Lucas. So, That's yeah. nice. Good job to you. All right, should we get to the tank standings? Sure. Do you want to hear about pins and aces before we do? Uh, sure, yeah. Go nuts. All right. Pins and aces. They're a golf apparel company. The official garf- golf apparel company of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast on the All City Network. They make great golf apparel. Spectacular golf apparel. The best golf apparel, some do say. Uh, they're a family-owned business, which is awesome making amazing polos, hats, bags, and the fan favorite beer sleeve, the innovative beer sleeve product that goes right into your bag and can store up to seven of your favorite beers right there inside your golf bag and keep them cold the entire round. Uh, If you want any of the polos, hats, golf bags, custom bags, beer sleeves, whatever you want to check out, go to pinsandaces.com. When you do, use the promo code CHGO and you're going to get 15% off of your first order and get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com, promo code CHGO. Hey, and while you're on the golf course, uh, a nice success add to your awesome Pins and Aces apparel and seven beer sleeve is an awesome pair of sunglasses. Mm -hmm. And that's where you need to go visit our friends at Shady Rays, who decided to say, you know what, screw it. Cool, great quality sunglasses don't have to be expensive. They changed the sunglasses game, and you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because Shady Rays has you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they will send you a brand new pair free of charge, no questions asked. Did you drop them in a lake? Did you break them because you had to wipe your the tears from your eyes during the Marian Hosa <laughs> retirement ceremony? Did you drink all seven beers in that Pins and Aces beer <laughs> sleeve and lost them in a water hazard? It doesn't matter. They will replace them for free. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you for being a customer for the last couple of years. They are better than any expensive pair that you can get on the market. Shady Rays customers will agree with that as they have over 200,000 five-star reviews. If you want to do good as and look good at the same time, Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order place, and they have donated over 20 million meals to date. That is fantastic. They stand behind their product, and they told us that if there's any problem, they will throw profit right out the proverbial window and do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love your Shady Rays, or they will pay to ship them back. And exclusively for our listeners only, Shady Rays is running the deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Kids, 
it's late at night, but I still even know that's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs of awesome Shady Rays for as low as 54 bucks at ShadyRays.com. It's a great deal. Uh, you know what else is great, fellas? We have it's uh, almost 1 a.m. We've got 60 people in the chat. We've had over 30 people like the YouTube. If you're in here and you're on the YouTube, please smash that like button now. That helps us big time. It's the greatest thing you can do. It takes literally half of a second to do. Smash that like button there, that thumbs up button. Please do that for us. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen, Spotify, Apple Pods, Stitcher, whatever. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications so you know when new episodes drop. And if you'd really like to be helpful, a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts, uh, goes a really, really long way. So those are some very easy ways to help us out, as well as getting some new merch at CHGO Locker, uh, joining us at allchgo.com, where we've got some great written content. Can have a bit of an update to our membership coming this week, so stay tuned for that. It's a big week here at CHGO. Remember, special show Friday at 11 a.m. You do not want to miss that. I'll give you 81 reasons why not at another date. <laughs> Tuesday, the 22nd, we're going to talk to Bernie Nichols at 2 p.m., so start marking your calendars on all these things. Um, but before we wrap up, we have to update the tank standing. So let's do it. All right. The, uh, there they are, the Anaheim Ducks, Jeez. who played about as well as you can play and still lost 15 games. They're 4, 10, and 1 with 9 points. The Blue Jackets, who just lost Zach Wierenski for the season, have mm. 9 points in 14 games, 4, 9, and 1. The St. Louis Blues, winners of two in a row, uh, 5, Ooh. 8, no, 10 points. Uh, in 15 games, the Sharks with 11 points in 16 games, and the Canucks with 11 and 15. The Hawks currently at 11 in the tank standings. Uh, 14 games are six, five, and three with 15 points. Someone in the uh, chat, uh, I'll have to go back and find it, but someone in the chat pointed out that currently on uh, the great website Tankathon, the Blackhawks are projected to have the 14th pick and the 15th pick. This was from uh, Bijan. Uh, the 14th and 15th picks, that 15th pick coming from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So yeah. just so people know, Tankathon's different from the tank standings because Tankathon has everybody like with their winning percentages over 82. And not everybody's played the same amount of games. So that's why they're different. Yeah. 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 And one one quick comment from the because it's got to do with the Calder Cup, and that's my thing. Sam asked who was the last team to win the Calder Cup and then within five years the Stanley Cup. That I don't have an answer to because that doesn't that hasn't happened in a while, but the Syracuse Crunch made it to the Calder Cup final in both 2013 and 2017. That is the Tampa Bay farm team. They didn't win the cup, but they made it to the final with a lot of those guys like Tyler Johnson. Uh, a lot of the, the guys from those cup teams went. And the Charlotte Checkers and the Chicago Wolves have won the cup, the last two Calder Cups. Those are both uh, Carolina Hurricane teams. Uh, mm -hmm. The Wolves now are. So the, the Hurricanes have won the last two Calder Cups. And a lot of those guys who are especially on that 2019 team are on the team now. So there there is a lot. You know, deep playoff runs in the AHL can help you out um a lot of times though it's not necessarily you know the team with the best prospects that win the calder cup it's the team with the most ahl veterans that get it done yeah. so it's, it's a little misleading but you know you can you know 
correlate. You know, the Kings AHL team, the M- Manchester Monarchs won the Calder Cup. Uh, I want to say the same year or the year after they won their last cup. So th- it's it's there. Didn't uh, didn't the Hershey Bears win the Calder Cup? Not a few, not too long before the Caps won. Uh, actually, they no. It was a little bit before. It was oh nine and oh ten. So about oh. eight or nine years before okay. they won the cup. But um, yeah, it's. I the, mean, yes, the, the Charlotte Checkers are now the Panthers farm team. But when yeah. they won in twenty nineteen, they were Hurricanes. Yeah, the Toronto Marlies won it, and a lot of those players uh, came up to be part of the Maple Leafs teams that have been regular season. Uh, juggernauts and playoff uh, not juggernauts but <laughs> i mean there there is some success there that can translate so yep um we got a question uh from no Royce just rage how was watching adam fantilli what's your opinion of him um went and saw him on uh friday night no was it? yeah Last friday night. night yeah that was yep. friday um yep. i'm looking at my computer and it says sunday i'm like but that was yesterday but yeah, yeah. um he did not really uh, pop that much against Notre Dame. I think uh, despite Ryder Ralston's objections, they did kind of focus on him, and they wanted to take him out of the game as much as they could. He ended up with an assist. Um, he he but, had an assist again tonight, too. Yeah, he's he did not have any like moments. He didn't have any wow moments, but clearly one of the best players on the ice. Uh, Luke Hughes is there as well. I like the TJ Hughes kid, too, but... He's 21 and undrafted. He had, he had a he big was game. Awesome. Yeah. That could be there one of those were, college free agents to keep an eye on. There were, there were a few uh, moments that Fantilli had where you could kind of mm-hmm. see like, okay, he's, you know, that only special players can make a certain play like that. There were a few times where, you know, he took the puck into the zone one on three and kept possession while Michigan was changing. Like, it was just like, that was, you know, something that, that not, not every player can do, but yeah, he, he wasn't too, um, you know, highlight reel worthy in Friday night's game. Um, but f- uh, Friday night's game was one of the most physical hockey games yeah, I think nuts. I have I have watched in yeah. a very long I, time. I, I think that had a factor in Fantilli. I, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Michigan, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was the most physical game he had been a part of. There were a couple plays where he got hit and like was a little slow to get up and was feeling it on the bench. So that could have had a a uh, <laughs> factor in you know the. There, you know, Mackie Semiskevich, yeah. my God, that kid just, just, if he was like if, a Timex watch, they were throwing it off a building, rolling it over <laughs> with a steamroller, yeah. and he kept getting up. He, he was literally boarded into the boards head first twice in like three shifts, then took, you know, a, another nasty hit later and just was just getting mm-hmm. pulverized and he would just get right back up and play. And he had a goal tonight. He's a, he's a tough kid. Yeah. Yeah. Fantilli, by the way, on the season here. I'm not sure when this was updated. This is uh, via Hockey DB. Uh, eleven points for the Wolverines. Twenty two or eleven games for the Wolverines. Twenty two points. So he's that is up to date. Twenty three. It is okay. Yeah. I think that's up to date because because I think going into this weekend he had he had uh, twenty points uh, going into this weekend. There you go. Yeah, um, he is he is ahead of Jack Eichel's scoring pace, which I think is. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's like a it's like a freshman record. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Michael has so. the freshman scoring record. Uh, yeah. My only advice, I I really enjoyed the trip to Notre Dame. We can get into this maybe more. Yeah, on, we will. We'll on do it Tuesday. I enjoyed it. My old advice to you: definitely check out a game at the Compton Family Ice Arena. It's a great facility, but bring a jacket and a it's hat. Cold, it's man. freaking cold. It's, it's cold. I mean, I know it's yeah. ice. It's supposed to be cold. But that was one of the colder arenas I've ever been in. 
Oh. I think we we might have been underdressed because of the previous day being 75 degrees. <laughs> right. Yeah. But next time we go, I'm wearing thermal socks. And it was like 65 yeah. when we left my house. And then we got yeah. to Notre Dame. It's like, oh, my God, we drive to the North Pole. What the hell? It's it's snow. It snowed in Indiana today. It snowed a little bit here it's today. Here. Yeah. I, no, I not, drove through some flurries earlier. Not by me. Mark Andre, Theo, Hayden, yeah. all the flurries. <laughs> all of them. Uh, by the way, if you want to check in on Connor Bedard, uh, 19 games, 17 goals, 24 assists, 41 points. Good night, everybody. That's Connor Bedard. <laughs> he has he has an 18 game point streak in which he has yeah. 40 points. He's not slipping. He's yeah. not pulling a Shane Wright. Right. No, <laughs> not happening. Like literally, whoever wins the draft lottery should just stand up and go, "We take Connor Bedard," and then yeah. you start with number two. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks to Stephen for running the show tonight. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us on a late Saturday night. We know you've got a lot more to do on Saturday night than hang out with us, but apparently not, nerds. <laughs> but we appreciate it anyway. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out and tell a friend about us. Damn it, we uh, we want to have more friendly chats with all y'all. So thanks for sticking with us. We'll talk to you Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.